Well, when I hear you tell my story, it's uh, quite funny. I knew when I was eight, as you said, I wanted to be a fireman. Then I saved a life at 13. And my parents, who our parents are leaders when we're growing up, and my parents wanted me to be successful. And I wasn't old enough or wise enough to realize that, A, my success didn't depend on them approving, and B, that our visions of success were different. And it's only with the the value of growing older and looking back on it that I realized they were great leaders, but they never got me. I didn't think they kept me yet. My mom is still alive or my dad before he died. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, eh? So how did you get into leadership? Well, I leadership, I kind of, I was a, a know-it-all smart person who just walked into leadership or so I thought. And I had a lot of hard knocks in the early days of being, you know, a type A personality who just thought I was a leader. And what I was, was an obnoxious little twerp, even in my 20s. But I grew into it. I studied great leaders. I studied people I thought were great leaders. And I just studied my mentors. And so much of what I've learned is by looking, working for good leaders and trying to emulate them. Yeah, isn't it interesting how a lot of people think they are a leader or they already are good at leadership and so forth, but when they start to look at others, start to learn from others, it's amazing what the gaps that we can see and then what we need to do. For a lot of people, I know I don't know about what it was like in the US, Dave, when you were there, but a lot of people, when they finish high school or college, they throw the books away and they think, ah, oh, I've learned everything I need to learn now, I'm fine. But I think well, if we have, what, we happen is, what happens to us is that as we go into our lives, into our careers and into leadership positions, we realize we haven't stopped learning. And that's what I think you've just been sharing, right? Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. I hated school. I didn't, I wagged out of or skipped out of two years of high school, which nearly caused my death from my parents. But uh, one of the things I see now is that the what we learn in primary and early school years is BS. It really, um, other than reading, writing, and arithmetic, it really hasn't helped me much. The life learning has helped me. And then being pushed into doing some postgraduate study after I finished on the helicopter has really made a difference. But by then I was ready to learn and willing to learn, and it really paid off. Yeah. So those experiences that you talk about on the helicopter as in your introduction too, I mean, that there must have been some fantastic stories that you've got to share and, and so forth. But I mean, that whole experience, I mean, Dave, that must have been hair-raising experiences where leadership really was tested at times. It was. Uh, when we were on the helicopter, there were usually three, maybe four of us. So the pilot was in command. They, they are in charge of flying. But the we use crew or cockpit resource management and all of us on the crew had the ability to stop the flight. So if any of us felt mm. uncomfortable, we would say the pilot, not happy, go home. What we know is that when one of us would call out that we were really unhappy, the other two were feeling the same way and it was just the first one to get to it. But sometimes we would work our way through it. So the, the leadership I learned over time was knowing when not to take off and no one to turn back as opposed to being the heroes and going through. And that's a lesson I learned early and it kept me alive for a 25-year career. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
And so I think there's times when a lot of leaders need to make those decisions. So is there any sort of steps that you do, like initial assessments or anything like that to help you make those kind of decisions? Yeah, there's a formula I've been teaching for years and it's basically safe, which is stop, assess the situation, figure out a plan, start executing the plan, and then jump immediately back to the assess. So continually reassessing. One thing I learned flying in bad weather or flying in the low wire environment, just because it's safe now doesn't mean it's safe 30 seconds from now. So you the reassessing, constant reassessing is the way we stayed alive in the aircraft. And it's the way I live my life, whether I stop at a car accident or and try to help people, or if I'm just trying to make a business decision, that constant reassessment about is it working really pays off. Yeah, great. And I think that's something that leaders need to do too all the time. They need to reassess. They need to do the safe pieces you talked about, go back to the reassessment and realize where they're at with things in any kind of situation they're at. And I think for a lot of them, sometimes can become complacent. They don't do those things and that's when they get caught out. So I think it's really important that they do those kind of things that you just said, said those steps, which are really important. Hey, Dave, who's your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? When I read that question, Nelson Mandela and Colin Powell are the two that pop into mind for two very different reasons. Nelson, because of the way he lived his life and demonstrated, and Colin, because he is a great leader in an operational aspect in battle, which is what I found myself in without the guns, but um, certainly having to think like we're at battle. So those are the two that spring to mind. 